Hi, and welcome to the August Forum. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'll be sharing the stories of fashion industry professionals, creatives, and entrepreneurs about their journeys and experiences as they advance within this ever-growing industry. The August Forum, as an extension of the shop itself, allows you to have the ability to listen to those in the industry. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, trying to break into the fashion industry, or just curious about the ins and outs, we hope these stories will help you to achieve your goals. In today's episode, we feature Isaac Westberg, the lead photographer of the sneaker and streetwear boutique August, located in Madison, Wisconsin. Over the last year, Isaac blossomed into a main staple of the shop and his visual representation of the brand image. Today, we'll learn about Isaac's journey in navigating his own path and using the community around him to grow himself and those same people that lift him up. We'll focus on his work for the shop and the opportunities that have been presented to him through his growth. This is the August Forum. All right, so today on the Zoom call here, I have Isaac Westberg. Isaac, hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Honestly, you know, getting brisk out a little bit, kind of cold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You saw my new trench coat today. I-, I was about to say, you have a nice trench coat to aid yeah, you in the and in It the is really cold, 80. Though. I know. I, I've been I've been wearing it like all day, just walking around me like, fuck yeah, bro. I got, I got myself a nice trench coat. <laughs> I would be doing the same thing. Yeah. All right. Do you want to tell the people who you are, what you do, maybe three words to describe yourself and then kind of a description of your photography style? It's a long list, bro. I don't know if I can remember, I but uh, right I'll away. With... too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Testing me, bro. Um, My name is Isaac Westberg. I'm from Wausau, Wisconsin. Um, I moved to Madison only a couple of years ago and I've been I've been loving it so far. Um, Yeah. So. I man, I when I think of like who I am, I think it's not just the photo side of it. You know, I, I hang out with my mom. I uh, like <laughs> hang out with my friends. I play soccer. You know, I'm, I want to get into clothing. But most of the time these days, um, my time is spent making images for August and for personal work too. Um, three words to describe myself. Yeah, man, dude, these are hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was told from you I'm charismatic, which I appreciate. We'll, no, we'll go no, with no. number we'll, one. We'll cut the we'll cut the audio on that one right there. No, no, no. <laughs> We're gonna keep that in there, bro. I don't like I, I hope I'm charismatic though. That's sweet. I would consider myself caring as well. I, I think I'm I, I care about the world I'm in and the people I'm around. And then uh physically lengthy. I've been told I'm a I'm the lengthy boy. So you are a very lengthy boy. You and Hayden are like the lengthiest boys. Hayden is dude, that guy's huge. Yeah, he is. Like standing next to you two, like together, is just like, I feel so tiny. <laughs> I hope you feel protected. I am. That's feel, how. I, that's how I, I hope feel, you feel. Very protected. I feel like, oh, I have nothing to worry about around these two. <laughs> that's my mission. But, whenever I'm around you, is just like you're like a you're like a pillar. I could stand behind, being like, oh, no one will see me behind Isaac Westberg. That's awesome, bro. Rob <laughs> should give me that title, pillar, yeah. pillar of August shop. <laughs> well, you're basically more or less kind of now a creative. I think a lot of people know you as kind of a photographer, but you really are just a creative in the Madison space. Everyone really knows you as like this really, you know, I'm going to say the word again, but this really creative guy. Um, but how did your love for like fashion, streetwear from like an early age aid you to not only want to become a photographer and like shoot for brands like, you know, Kid Super that we'll get into, but be a creative and kind of now go into the this more fashion industry space and all the stuff you're doing here yeah um so i guess we could start that off it's kind of a long question too um yeah 
sorry i had to write down some notes on it because i was like uh it's a lot but in terms of like fashion dude i'm i'm not big into like like fashion like in a Mm -hmm. traditional sense like runway designer stuff like i enjoy it just as much as anyone who works at a clothing store but i wouldn't say i've ever i'm like i have no expertise you know um but i definitely love like design like i love beautiful things um whether they operate beautifully or they they look beautiful um and I've always I've always cared about how I look. I think I've always been interested in, you know, you watch movies as a little kid and you're like, oh, I like how that person dresses or this artist that I look up to. Um, I think that's pretty natural. But I think like my real like re- like what really ignited my interest in design was um, soccer cleats. I remember like when I was a kid, I I got a pair of like super fly threes, like the all orange pair. Yeah. And I was so geeked. Like I'd never I, I don't know. I, I didn't really understand that like everyday items or items that you're using for sports could be so cool and look Mm -hmm. so great and after that i was just like every year when it came around christmas time i'd be like scouring the internet looking for sales or coupons whatever to get like a nice pair of cleats you know like i i loved it i was obsessed with cleats i'd stay up to date on the newest releases um and then that was like my introduction to like brands i guess because like back then like nike was killing all the uh, like the the super flies and vapors and then adidas mm-hmm. was doing like the f50s and like i still want like when i'm older i still want to get into collecting old soccer cleats so that's dope um i was a tiempo guy growing up i always Those had the, fire i always had the nike tiempos especially the ones with like the nice leather um yep yep what, what are the other ones like the copas i think those were the ones that r9 ronaldo had i think those ones are really dope do you the know Copa, the Copa Mundial. I think that's like yeah, the Copa. Adidas equivalent, like equivalent of the Tiempos low key. Those are awesome too. Oh, those not. Oh, I can't even think about. It. I don't even. Yeah, I, I haven't yeah. thought about cleats in like such a long time. But yeah, um, being from Wausau, you know, being from such a like a more Wisconsin town and stuff yeah. like that. How do you find yourself like kind of operating as a creative, especially as like you know a lot of people that we know come from the Midwest, come from Wisconsin, you know in towns that not many people know what fashion and kind of this whole creative space is how did you kind of like not differentiate yourself or separate yourself from that but how did you find your own footing that's a great question um find my footing i think like i had a few friends back home um my homie aloy he and i kind of we were kind of alone in it i Mm -hmm. think like in high school like you know, we, we started liking when we were like Supreme right around like 2014, 2015, like beginning of high school for us. Um, and I think no one like really understood it other than us. So we enjoyed it uh, almost like in our lonely kind of, you know, like we would get hype about it. But uh, yeah, like there's not a community that supports streetwear or supports people who are interested in streetwear. Um, so the Internet had a big play in it, you know, Instagram, watching the rappers that we liked. Um, how they dressed and that influenced me a ton as a as a kid was there like any like rapper that you saw you were like that's who I kind of like not base my style off of yeah who'd you have yeah I got fashion tips from like I'm not even like a huge Ferg fan but like ASAP Ferg I loved how he dressed when I was younger a lot of whole ASAP dudes that all the ASAP mob I think is like huge in terms of like our generation of streetwear yeah and like any any there's a lot of like new york dudes that i really looked up to especially around that time like 
the Flatbush Zombies, like Eric, Ar- Eric, the architect, like he, he kind of put me onto like Carhartt, which is mm-hmm. now like just a normal thing. But I think in New York back then it was like that what was hot. Like that's what was hot like five, six years ago. Um, you know, what's crazy is like I was I just talked to Kyle, um, which will be the next episode after you. But he like would go to the Flatbush Zombies concerts before they were really known as Flatbush yep. Zombies and just like really operate in a small space in New York. So it's like really interesting Damn. to see that like the I gotta talk to him about that. That's I know, fire. You, I'm a huge you, fan. I was gonna say you guys should really like connect and talk about that because he yeah. like loves them and it's weird to see and like interesting to see like that New York culture kind of coming and sweeping almost across America, like kind of coming through as all those trends kind of come through. Do you kind of find that to be true? Oh absolutely. Everything yeah. that's hot there is hot here like three and a half years later oh yeah four years later carhartt hot right now slowing yeah, down carhartt a little bit like dominates but yeah no but if you go into like a vintage shop like no detroit is gonna last more than like that is a true. week or whatever they all just fly mm-hmm. um rightfully so they're comfy jacket they're warm you know this is the perfect climate for it so yeah midwest is like the perfect place to be to for, for carhartt honestly definitely but, like my first carhartt purchases were inspired by by eric the architect from flatbush like really? I, I remember like watching him where like watching his he did like i think he streamed his um him producing yeah or like even just in interviews and i was like damn that's like that's a sick that's jacket because my dad does construction so mm-hmm. like growing up i always saw carhartt but i never thought of it in like a fashionable sense this is almost like you then again saw it as like these everyday items again being able to be fashionable yeah yeah i was like 17 and i was like damn this is like <laughs> this is super hard like i don't know i felt weird wearing it but i also loved it and yeah yeah i mean okay the first time i got to know you and like the first time i even like ever really found out who you were um just as a creative as this guy that really is like almost not dominating the madison space in terms of creativity but just like really has like his footing down was your application for the nike craft testware for tom Sachs. Can you mm-hmm. speak upon how important a video like that, the one that you made was integral for you to like be able to stick to your own brand, basically? Yeah. Um, that video was like infinitely important to me. Yeah. Um more so than the opportunity that it gave me. Um, it was a huge lesson in my mm-hmm. life. Um, around that time I I I wasn't doing anything creative for money. Um mm-hmm. I was mainly doing everything for hobby. I was developing film just for myself. Um, I was taking photos just for myself. I was doing all that. um, Just, yeah, like I said, like as a hobby. Um, And then I remember Tom posted the, like the announcement video, I guess, on, Mm -hmm. I think it was December 23rd. And then he said like, by the 31st at midnight, all the video submissions are due. Um, and then I guess I can give a breakdown of what it was if, for anyone that doesn't know. It was uh, Tom Sachs is like a contemporary artist, sculpture list, does a lot of different art <laughs> related things. He's he's killing it right now. Um, but he lives in New York City. He operates his own studio there and he collaborates with, I think it was like, I think he collaborates with like NASA regularly. Yeah, it's like him, NASA. Um, he does like all their shit in terms of like, yeah. ah, he like uses their materials in his own yep. like artwork and then like yep. kind of brings that sense of art to Nike too, which is pretty fucking sick. Yeah. And so he, he did a, um, he's made shoes with Nike for like a very long time, which is crazy because when I was like 
younger, I remember this this dude named Sam Sheffer posted a video reviewing his first pair. And mm-hmm. I remember like the box had like a fake duct tape that you had to like, like the box was like duct taped, which is like very utilitarian, very Tom Sachs. And this is like 2015, 16. Now those shoes are worth like 20 grand or I don't even know, something insane. Might be less than that, might be more. Uh, and I remember thinking at the time, like, damn, those are sweet. Like, what mm-hmm. are those? And then four or five years later, I get to be a part of a program where they're wear testing. It was the, uh, the, what is it? The Nike craft. Wait, I got to get this right. Hold on. Was it the Mars yard? It was the Mars yard. It was it? the, yeah, there's the full name is like the Nike Mars yard 2.5. Yeah. So I'll do that one over like five years later. <laughs> I'm, I'm wear testing the Nike's, the Nike Mars yard 2.5. Um, which is like it's wild to think about, but uh, I had to turn it in with a week. Um, I remember I didn't have a video camera. I hadn't shot a real video in like 10 years. I didn't have a computer that could handle video editing and I didn't have a hard drive to hold all that video. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally couldn't have done it without my friend, Jack Duffy back home. We were just in our hometown for winter break and I hit him up immediately. And I was like, dude, I need to apply for this. Like it felt like a calling. Like it was literally like an invitation to work with one of your one of the artists you've looked up to since you were, I don't know, 15, 16. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we like, I grinded for that week. And like, like I said, I hadn't made a video in so long. Like I I storyboarded it all. I I wanted to add all these elements I needed to make a video that I was really proud of. Um, It ended up getting pushed back. Like, like I did as much as I could the first five days. Yeah. But also like knowing my personality, like I waited until last minute a little bit. And there was two days where like Jack and I took, uh, turns sleeping you know we were Mm -hmm. we were just grinding on this video um and i ended up turning it in an hour and a half late and an hour and a half past the deadline and i was like i remember i almost quit a few times the hard drive failed on us it wouldn't turn on for like an hour and a half i was sitting there like replugging it in letting it cool down whatever and i you know like lucky enough the video was was good uh and i got accepted and it was like a total a total lesson that everything was going wrong and I just pushed through and I felt, I don't know. I, I felt so relieved when I got accepted. I, there's a video of me somewhere on Jack or my phone where like I got the Instagram DM from yeah. Tom Sachs and I like jump up, up and down and I'm FaceTiming him. <laughs> and I'm just like super hyped. Like, so you crazy. got, you got the pair. What were like, what were some things like, you know, I think a lot of people kn- knew that that was happening, but was there anything specific? Like, after you received the, and you knew you were going to be a test wearer that you had to do and you had to kind of accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I think there was meetings every single Monday morning at 9am mm-hmm. um, where you were funny enough. This was like another lesson, I guess. Uh, but I like, like during the the meetings, I remember Sam Sheffer, the dude that was unboxing that original pair was in the wear tester uh, program. So oh, I like really? saw him. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you watching him like what, five years before you became like a wear tester yeah yeah and then now we're on like we're kind of doing the same shit uh it was amazing but yeah we'd have meetings every monday at 9 a.m um and we had to track the essentially how good the shoes are Mm -hmm. you know we had to give recommendations we had to uh critique the 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 build the materials the sewing what chafed on our foot what what part of our foot hurt after a long day of wearing them i was only allowed to wear them for I, those are the only shoes I was allowed to wear 
you know, like I obviously I could have worn other ones, but I wasn't going to let myself and they didn't want us to. I wore it for like six months straight. Holy something like shit. that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like there were days I really wanted to wear other shoes, whether it was raining or snowing. But that was a part of the process. Um, and it was it was such a fun little journey to go on. And I'm still in touch with some of the people who were doing it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure if I ever like or when I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to. But when I meet Tom, it'll be a great like you know, a little nod and like, we could have a nice conversation about it. That Hey, I wore your shoes for fucking six months straight, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I got calluses and blisters, but I still wore those. Dude, it sucks. Cause I got a, <clears throat> I, I got a half size too big too. So I was like, You're I like was stomping. tying those things so hard oh every God. day. Like, I was like, dude, these are the shoes that I have to wear for the next half year or whatever. It might've, I don't know, four, four, five, six months, regardless. It was a lot of wearing and they did not fit me. They were a little too big. And did you have to send them back? Yeah, yeah. At the end of it, we sent them back. And I was, was sad. I was going to say, did you have like an emotional attachment at the end of it? Of course I did. Bro, <laughs> of course I did. Like my feet were literally, like, my feet had made warm. an imprint on the the soles. Like the sole, you could see where my toes were and shit. Like my feet were made for those <laughs> shoes at that point, you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, that happens. I mean you say you're pretty grateful that you got to like again you said that was the first thing that you really did that you weren't doing almost like again you were doing it for yourself but really you had a really proper goal in mind are you feeling yeah. like do you feel really appreciative that you were able to do that for those six months? so appreciative yes yeah. yes it was the one of the most important times of my of my life creatively my conversation with isaac was one filled with joy and charisma and that is exactly how i would describe isaac as someone who you'd want to talk to for hours and who would still be invested in your conversation. That speaks to his character as a person, and having that skill set grants him to portray the confidence in getting those opportunities many people in his position are vying for. To him, though, creating and being creative isn't a hobby of his, but an instinct that he has. From the first time I was introduced to Isaac with his work for Tom Sachs, he always has been someone I've admired to have that instinct to be creative. But his instinct stems from his character, which is a depiction of having to do it to get it. We all know someone like that. Someone who once they put their mind to something, they are indefinitely pursuing it. It might even be you. But Isaac's strive to constantly work is the reason why he's been presented with these moments to work with professionals in the industry. I've talked a lot before about generating your own brand and being unique in your own sense. This echoing theme is crucial to everyone in this industry as we all want to separate ourselves from others. And Isaac did just that. He generated his own style and vision of his work, but his knack of wanting to grow grants him the opportunity to improve with his work. I mean, moving on then to another video that you made. Um, You're the lead photographer at August, I think. A lot of people know you as that, but um, something that you did before you even got to start working there is that you made a video for Rob right yeah yeah i made it for the shop um jack duffy again we we worked on together i couldn't have done it without him um yeah so like i guess before moving to madison you know i always was looking for a community i i I was aware of august i I wanted Mm -hmm. to work there Mm -hmm. i honestly just wanted to be like a sales associate i didn't really care but it was hard to get at the time there was no hiring uh that was during covid you know they didn't they didn't need me um but I wanted my foot. I wanted to put my foot in the door somehow. Yeah. And, you know, this, this opportunity to make a video for a fashion magazine here in Madison called Moda. 
came along. I got an email. Um, I didn't even see the email. I think someone else told me about it and they were like, yo, we should do this. Um, as a student, I didn't check my emails, bro. Like, <laughs> that That's on me. I should have I should have been more aware. But luckily, someone let me know. And I was like, okay, damn. So I checked it out. I looked at it. And I was like, maybe August will be on the list. So I signed up. I sent more my uh, my portfolio or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they sent back the list. And, you know, there was all these. There's this list of like six or seven shops yeah. here in town. And I was looking for August. And no one had checked that one. Like three of them were, were checked. Three of them were unchecked. And I was like, damn, how did no one grab August? So I signed up right away. Yeah. I remember like calling my mom like the next day being really excited and being like, there's this cool opportunity. And we did the video. It turned out really hard, actually. I I like rewatched it the other day to put it on my website. And I was like, damn, this is kind of fun. I think it's a little cringe because I've improved since then. But like, <laughs> I, I still like the overall video. And uh, <clears throat> from that, you know, I got a got a job opportunity to start shooting. So that was another pivotal pivotal moment in my artistic career jack duffy's always with you in those pivotal moments huh the goat <laughs> the goat bro shout out jack um shout out jack shout out jack he so you've had so many like great like opportunities while you've been like being able to shoot at august and work for rob what's like a couple rewarding opportunities you've earned through your time there so far so many dude this whole like my whole time spent working there has been it's its own rewarding opportunity i've met like like countless friends i've made yeah. i've made countless friendships and met awesome people um throughout the the whole process um you know i got to go to paris with rob luckily he's he's another goat in my life he's a, i don't know that i owe so much to him at this point you know he he i work hard for him and and he he gives me opportunities back Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really appreciate that because I don't think there's a lot of bosses slash um, employers that do that kind of that kind of thing. But yeah, I went to Paris. I went to New York, um, not with not with August, but I definitely wouldn't have been able to go to New York and meet all the people that I did unless I had made the connections prior. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you went to Paris with Rob. It was that this past summer. What was that kind of experience like for you? Um, just kind of like almost like following him around and seeing how he almost operates in the space. Yeah, it was super eye opening. Um, I got to see the reality of what it what it's like to own a shop. All the people you connect with, all the things that you are responsible for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it helped me understand Rob and August as a business. That was insight that I I didn't know I I needed to to learn or, or whatever like i it helped me form form my uh understanding of working for a shop um and the industry as a whole and then it also you know opened my eyes to the fashion world a little bit more i wasn't mm-hmm. super keen on it i've never been as i kind of mentioned earlier like the fashion world is kind of a mystery to me and i got to see how it see how it goes see how fashion way or fashion like runways shows like operate um yeah, it offered me a ton of opportunities. So just kind of like a really eye opening, like change, not really changing your perspective or like kind of almost like widening your scope of fashion yeah. and kind of the space that we all operate in. And do you kind of use that now as someone that's like really trying to dive into fashion a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. 
I mean, it made me feel super confident too. Like it, mm-hmm. it gave me a good understanding of if I'm going to be doing photo and video uh, in this in this realm, like this is how it works. You have to mm-hmm. make certain connections. You have to, not that you have to present yourself a certain way, but there is a, there is like, there are formalities to that world that you only can understand if you experience it first. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it was super exciting. I felt like creatively recharged on my way back and it was, it was a lot of fun. Nice. So you've now worked runways, products, concerts, portraits, you've done basically all of it here. Um, looking at the acclimation of your work, like how would you describe your style and the importance of like finding your own personal style when it comes to shooting and being a photographer slash videographer? Oh man, big question again. <laughs> um, my own style, dude, I, you know, I haven't been shooting for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing film photography on my own in 2019. So in 2019, I, I you know, I, I bought a developing kit, a scanner, all that stuff. But I like I was only shooting for myself and I was having a great time. Um, and I think that work had a certain style to it. Uh, and then if you fast forward, what is that, three years now of doing photography professionally full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and my style has changed a lot. I've improved a lot in my technique, my approach, um, my technical ability. But, you know, my I, I'd like to think that my style will be, it'll be ever-changing. Yeah. I'd like to progress. I don't want to get stuck doing one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely in terms, if my style, like the derivatives, like I've, a lot of it comes from um, film photography even when mm-hmm. I do digital you know I, I started with film so that's where my interest lies and that's where my I kind of like built my photography sense yeah um, so film for sure impacts it I really want to get more into like narratives um, you know use my photography to share stories mm-hmm. um, but like really my style will change depending on the subject too like I'm not going to shoot a runway the exact same way that I'm going to shoot um like if I go home for Christmas, I want to photograph my parents in, in my, you know, or like my mom at Christmas, whatever. I'm at her house. Like I'm not going to stylize it the same way. I'm going to stylize <laughs> like a kid's super runway. That doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. It depends on the subjects. But regardless, I think. I think I, I don't know. I just want to make sure it's it's ever changing and ever growing. More importantly, do you find yourself almost like looking kind of like scouring the Internet for like new ways you want to maybe edit your photos? Maybe Do it all the time. Yeah. All the time, yeah, because I get I get so bored. I do it so much now that I get bored of my own work. Like if it's mm-hmm. boring, I'm disappointed in it. Um, and I love other kinds of art too, like photography. I wouldn't really consider myself a quote unquote like photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, I I started with painting. I started mm-hmm. with drawing. I started with I don't know. You could go back to like building Legos. Like when I was younger, I used to like want to design Lego sets. You know, so like my my brain isn't necessarily I'm not, like it's not associated with a camera as much as it's associated with like trying to produce something that I imagined. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I like, I love artists that are like mixed media specialists, Mm -hmm. you know, like I I like to do, I don't know if you, if if you pay attention to my photography, you can see that like I'll print photos out and tear them up and then tape them back together. I'll add texture. I'll draw on them. I'll write on them. Um, I'd love to do more and more and more of that. It's a little hard with commercial work, but 
in my personal work, I definitely want to get more into like mixed media. And uh, I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> um, but you, I mean, I can kind of get a, I think everyone can get a gauge that you're just not only changing as time goes on, but you know, yeah. you take inspiration from just not everything. Oh yeah. Not just photographers who are behind a camera, but uh, bro, I you... discovered Pinterest the other day. <laughs> I'm not no, even kidding. This is not a joke. No way. You I just discovered Pinterest. I knew what Pinterest was like uh-huh. growing up, but yeah. dude, I got an account the like maybe two months ago, changed the game. That place is crazy. People go hard. Like you find the hardest photos on there. I thought Instagram was a good source of, of inspo slash things to like study, but no, no Pinterest has Pinterest awesome has work. so much. Yeah. I remember you showed me nuts. Yeah, the algorithm, like you can just like go through and click that little like logo and it'll refresh the entire yeah. page like it's nothing. Oh and damn, I didn't even it. know that. You can press yeah, you the can, logo. You can press the logo, it'll refresh you and you'll find so much. But I remember you showing me like your Instagram save, being like, Yeah, this is all the shit that like I Oh my god. Yeah. Do you still use that to this day? Do you still take bro, that? Bro, yeah. Yeah, I, f- I could flex on my Instagram save section. <laughs> I won't even gatekeep, bro. I'll show you all the photos that inspire me. Dude, it's I have the hardest save section. The first time we met, you're like, bro, you should just look at this. And I was like, yeah. this is the first time we ever talked. And you're like, just look at this. And I was like, what it's a flex, fuck? bro. It's, it's so a cool. Flex. It was dope. But I mean, as you're saying that you want to ever change, you want to keep growing with your style. Do you think like August helps you be able to do that? Do you think like Rob giving you kind of this creative freedom to do that really helps you try new things at shoots? Yeah, definitely. I think rob can be a tough critic which mm-hmm. is great i yeah. love like that's oh, kind of absolutely like with soccer growing up i loved a coach that could not only criticize you but you know kind of lead you in the right direction i think he was in the beginning you know he'd he'd be super straightforward with me mm-hmm. to the point where i was like damn like all right yeah all right i appreciate that you know he'll be like what is this doing in the photo and I, was like, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny he's like yeah cut that i was like oh okay all right um and i i appreciated that you know he, he helped me whittled that down a few times but Mm -hmm. um more more so than critique slash taste i think the frequency at which i need to do photos Mm because i'm doing five six seven shoots a week yeah means that i need to constantly change i need to constantly get better um there's only so many ways you can shoot at air force one Mm -hmm. you know before it feels like the same shoot um so i you know like you said i or like you asked like having Pinterest up and all that, that really does help. You can spark it. You can be like, Oh, what if we add fruit? Not that I had, I've never added fruit really to a shoot, but like that was the first <laughs> example that came to, to mind. Yeah. 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 Like I, sometimes you just need a foreign influence, something mm-hmm. that you haven't seen before, haven't done before. And, um, and you're someone that yeah. like really like is very, um, what, what's the best way to put it? It's kind of like, you're okay with that. You're okay that you take inspiration from foreign places that, you know, I feel like a lot of people when they hear getting inspiration from like uh, social media platforms like Instagram and Pinterest kind of automatically think like you're doing the same thing as everyone else is doing, but you kind of almost, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. Sorry. I kind of cut you off. Got excited to answer it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, but I'm, I'm asking for you is like, how do you combat that? Yeah. It's kind of like, how do you combat like that whole thing? Cause I think for me personally, I think a lot of people would agree. It's like, you have a very, you know, distinct style, but you are someone that gets foreign inspiration. So how do you kind of combat that kind of narrative almost? I know it's kind of a heavy question if you need to take your time. Combat the narrative. I don't, I don't combat the narrative. If someone thinks something, that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't make it for anyone but me. So like, 
you know, yeah. if you came up to me and you were like, bro, like this is garbage or whatever, <laughs> like I don't I care, care bro. Like, like, hey, bro. I saw this somewhere else, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would hope that wouldn't be the case because I try not, I try my best not to be a like a, a copycat, bro. That's not mm-hmm. who I am. That's not mm-hmm. who I want to be. Um, sometimes it is fun to like recreate an image in your own way. Um, and I, there's no shame in that. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at anyone, anyone on the street. How many people do you see a day wearing puffer North Face puffer puffers? Do you ever call them out and be like, "Yo, you only bought that because that's socially acceptable and it looks good"? No, that'd be weird, bro. That'd be yeah, weird. That's what everyone does. Like you go up to every it, single fucking person on the street. Yeah, and that's and like, how many people a day do you hear, or like how many artists a day do you hear making the same exact song? Mm-hmm. Just okay, whatever. Like, focus on yourself, bro. Like, make something you like instead of like critiquing others. Um, but because you think he's you've heard or seen it before basically no one's original you're not gonna be original until you're like 90 and you've tried everything and you're like all right i gotta my brain (laughs) is finally ready to do something new like you're not gonna be original i'm not you're not like that's okay you try to add your personality into your project Mm -hmm. and hope that it works and hope that you hope that your personal experience shines through Mm -hmm. um if you if you think hard about an uh, if you think hard enough about a project and you you try really hard you will create something that feels new yeah that feels personal but Mm -hmm. it's never going to be truly like individual yeah how do you i mean you shoot with we have a photography team we have your friends the community that you kind of surround yourself with almost like helps each other out and supports you and you support them what how important is that to you as someone that you know is growing and always learning yeah Dude, having a good team with you, having people that you can rely on, that you can speak to, super important. Yeah. Um, it's it's wildly important. You know, I, I talk to a lot of friends every day. I face I make a lot of FaceTime calls. We do, we discuss shoots, we discuss ideas. Um it's it's so helpful. Yeah. Um, I love yeah, I love the community aspect of this. I like the friendly competitiveness. Um I like being able to compete with my fellow August photographers you know um it, it really helps you out yeah do you like try to help them out as much as they basically also help you out like if let's bro say someone... i make i make calls to my homies being like yo what are you doing right now like you need to work <laughs> like i'm not even kidding i'll i call my homies day in and day i'll be like like what are you trying to do bro what's your what dream you doing, bro? let's get it like <laughs> yeah. i'll help you every yeah. i swear at least twice a week i make a phone call that's not easy but like i'm trying to wake something up inside mm-hmm. of them that needs to be woken up and i you know sometimes they do that that same shit to me and it's it's so important to have friends that really care about your interest mm-hmm. not for their own int- like personal the like gain but just for you or like just for them whatever you know you need to have people that look out for you and you need to look out for others if, if they're your friends you'll do that damn that's deep you got <laughs> you got deep on that one I, I hope I over here. I hope I never get a call from you. From I hope I never get a call from you, bro. That'd be that'd be upsetting. Like, like Andrew, your voice is real silky on the mic, but you got to work on this. You got to work on this, bro. You got to work on it. In my attempt to give as little bias as I possibly can, August and Rob have given creatives such as Isaac and the photography team to showcase their work to brands in the industry and grant them a platform to present their skill sets. In a previous episode, I talked with Rob about the storefront and brand. But as someone who shared a room with Rob in France, 
Isaac has learned a lot from him. His relationship with Rob and the community he built around him aids him in his growth. I would describe Isaac like a sponge, as he soaks up as much experience and knowledge as he possibly can from his surrounding community. We all surround ourselves with those with our best interests, or at least we try to. The community Isaac and many others surround themselves with are those that do have each other's best interests. Not only do they support his work, but he supports their work and uses his skill sets to aid in their own improvement. Isaac, as someone who grew up in a smaller community-based town such as Wausau, uses his unique position in Madison to aid fellow creatives to advance within their own work. Now kind of moving past August and specifically your time in August, you've been able to shoot for New York Fashion Week with Kid Super and then also like the Backseat Lovers, which is fucking nuts as well. What was like the process of like reaching out to those people and kind of like how that all came into like fruition? Yeah, um, all those have been, I feel super like blessed. I don't mm. know if that's the right word, but I feel super blessed to have worked with them. Um, I guess it's like, it's really kind of because of social media, like trying to use it in a, use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made a lot of connections through Instagram. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy to think about like growing up in Wisconsin, you know, my mom's a teacher. My dad's like, he owns his own little construction business. Like I didn't have any connections. I didn't know anyone in the fashion world. I don't even know anyone who does photos professionally. I didn't have a like nice camera growing up. I didn't. So you kind of have to use your resources. And that's how, that's how I see the internet. A lot of the time, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you are a DM away from your favorite artist, whether they notice you is a different, factor and whether they're they like your work is is another thing as well but like the internet really is like it's like it's like a a wallless land it's it's borderless you know like you really can do whatever you want at any at any point um that's part of the, you know that's part of the reason i got to work with kids super that's i i contacted the backseat lovers a while ago over instagram mm-hmm. um like you really got to shoot your shot, believe in yourself and be confident. Like if I wasn't feeling super confident when I hit the backseat levers up, but it, you know, I'm so happy that I did it. And like, it made me so much more confident now knowing yeah. that I can work with them and I, I can make photos that they love and they use. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, going specifically, we'll probably touch on both your time and experiences with kids, super and backseat levels. So First, we're going to go kind of into Kid Super. You went mm-hmm. to New York. It was you, Hayden, Oscar, and I think August Broughton. You guys all went. And was, Aloy. And Damn, Aloy. You, you got four for five, though. That's good, I bro. Pretty, you studied I got, up. I four for five. I study up. I study up. Uh, what was that trip like? Like, how was it shooting for Kid Super? I mean, it's pretty fucking nuts that you did that. So, Dude, it was wild, bro. It was yeah. wild. It's like going to his shows, going to his events is like a room full of wildly talented people mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of clouded up people it, it's strange man like i got to photograph like kenny mason during he performed a few verses there and like i love kenny mason's music and like just you know he's just there casually I, just I like took just chilling. portraits of him in front of the paintings and i was like what's up dude and he's quiet and whatever and like it's a weird it's a weird world um new york was awesome though uh shout out that group that was a very like fun group. My advice to listeners is go to New York with a group of friends and just say fuck it and 
go do whatever you want to do. It was awesome. Um, yeah. No, Kid Super was definitely like my, one of the things I was, that was probably the thing I was looking forward to the most. Like if I wasn't able to shoot that though, I don't know that I would have really had the motivation to go. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, while you were in New York, you kind of also took that opportunity to shoot other, you know, brands and kind of network yourself. And you kind of talk about like how you didn't grow up with like those resources of like the nice cameras, not no connections going into it. What was that like for you kind of, you know, going there and like really putting your foot in the door as much as you possibly could? Yeah. And I don't want to make that sound, by the way, like I'm like pitying myself. Like I grew up with a great childhood. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's not the same as someone, you know, who, you know, grew up in the industry and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. Now, there's no shame on them, but we both have different experiences from them. So. For no sure. worries. Yeah, no I just wanted to add a little disclaimer. Like, yeah. I'm not booing <laughs> myself. Like, I have a super <laughs> lucky life and all that shit. Um, but, um, remind me your question. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy with the disclaimer. Yeah. So I was just asking, like, you shot Kid Super, but you also were there. You were also kind of like connecting, networking with other people, oh, yep. with other brands. Like, what was that yeah. like for you? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I guess like tying that into the the childhood thing, like yeah, when you don't have connections your whole life, mm-hmm. um, you're you're really hungry to like work. Like I'm I'm very hungry all the time. My, my head's in the game a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And when you go to New York, you know, and you don't know anyone, you have to learn to present yourself. Like I, I kind of present myself how I am right now. I think yeah. I'm pretty like. I come off kind, which I I think I am. I come off semi-confident, which I think I am. And like, you know, I just like try to be as genuine as possible. I, I, Mm -hmm. but the the thing is like introducing yourself to everyone. That's the thing is, Hey, like I start off with at fashion week, everyone's dressed up. So you start off with a, Hey, may I take a photograph of you? You look really good tonight. They get all, you know, they're like, Oh, hell yeah. Like awesome. And they're like, yo, can I grab your Instagram so I can get that photo? Then they see the Instagram. Then they're like, what do you do? And then I'm like, Oh, you can look at the Instagram. Here's some, you know, like basically a portfolio yeah that's how um, you and f- is that how you use your portfolio kind of like- my, so i have a legit portfolio that i can mm-hmm. send as a link i have a website now that has all my favorite photographs on it i recently did that um squarespace sponsor me and then <laughs> i haven't yeah my instagrams are really good reflection of some of the best work that i have although i haven't been posting that much lately um i should i should be continuously updating it with my favorite stuff Mm -hmm. i mean now kind of going into something that was a big decision for you you recently started to pursue being a creative in the space as almost like a full-time position really taking up a lot of shoots for august and doing a lot of these like you know freelance works what was your mindset though for like leaving school because that was a big decision you had to do is you had to leave school to pursue this and can you kind of describe the struggle you faced when you decided to go down that avenue yeah um dude it was it was gut-wrenching honestly it was a really tough emotionally and um it, it was tough emotionally like there was a lot of stress around it mm-hmm. um, talking to my mom and talking to my dad constantly and i the thing is i knew since i was like 17 i knew i didn't want to go to college yeah um, i know the kind of brain that i have i guess like i know what what suits me how how i operate 
best and the kinds of things that I want to pursue. And I never felt like I should go to college just yet. I felt like I should have, I don't know. That's like, it's one of the things I would, uh, I, I kind of regret is like, I, I think I should have gone harder at art earlier. Um, but yeah, at, at 21, 20, no, at 22, I eventually dropped out. So I, I only have like a year left in college. So if I ever want to come back, I guess I could, but you know, I, I ended up just committing to it. Um, I felt like I was good enough at my job that I could succeed elsewhere and I would be more fulfilled. Um, a lot of my time at school was spent stressing over shit that I didn't care about. And I, it's not like I don't love to learn. I loved, I loved the classes, but I just felt like I could not commit. All I was thinking about was doing photos. All I thought about was making clothes, making videos. Um, and I, you know, I couldn't sit down in a physics lecture and like commit three hours of other day three, two three times a week like I don't know dude it was, it was rough but I'm really happy that I I stepped away and you know you can always go back to school if you really want mm -hmm. it was almost like but you yourself realized in that state of your life at that point you just it wasn't for you you knew that it wasn't mm -hmm. gonna be you couldn't commit to it and that's kind of you where you are gonna be fully committed to something if you're really gonna go for it do you exactly do you agree with that you agree yeah with that? yeah yeah, commit to who you are, believe mm -hmm. in who you are. And I don't know, don't like, I, I really wanted to stay in school just because of my family. You know, they mm -hmm. obviously they want me to stay in school. And like, I think I let that, I let that uh, make me stay in school longer than it should have. I should have mm -hmm. listened to my gut a little bit better. And yeah, I feel like every time I do listen to my gut, I ended up, I, I always end up doing better you know like, <laughs> you gotta trust yourself when you when yeah. you think you know what you're doing like bet on yourself basically yeah 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 and as someone that shoots quite often you again shoot seven five to seven times a week like what do you what advice do you have for someone that like maybe has plateaued in their own work and how do you kind of try to be continuously innovative with your own personal work mm, that's a that's a deep one, you know, like I'd say like <laughs> go to therapy, bro. Talk to your mom, talk to yourself, journal. Mm -hmm. uh, the sooner that you get to know who you are and like, you know, what you're good at, what you're bad at, um, what you really want, that's, mm -hmm. that helps you creatively. Yeah. Um, I think if I get stuck in a rut, if I plateau, it's because I'm not asking the questions that need to be asked. And it's because I don't, I'm not facing something that needs to be addressed right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. with photos you know I, I get sick of it and I'll, I'll think like why like why am i why am i dreading this work why do i hate this why do i blah 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 and like i'm and usually it's like oh i'm not being grateful enough so you sit mm -hmm. down and you you think about how awesome this job is like i love it it's full-time doing photos you know it's not ideal it's it's by no means perfect but it's so much better than doing a job i hate full-time and it's, yeah. it's it's such a gift um, and after that, I usually come out much happier. And so, yeah, you just got to like talk to yourself, get to know yourself a little bit better. And yeah, I remember I had a conversation with Rob even like a couple weeks ago and, you know, it was definitely not the easiest cause, but then just going out of it being like, dude, I'm in such a lucky and grateful position to even do something like this. Yeah, it's like bro, you got a podcast. That's dude, awesome! Congratulations, fucking, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, Seriously, it's, it's nuts. You're doing it's a great nuts. job. I appreciate it, bro. I For mean, sure. looking back five years ago, 
what would you tell yourself coming up and the advice you kind of give yourself or to anyone that wants to be in a position that you are in right now? Yeah, uh, I think it's like simply put, like learn to be more secure, mm -hmm. practice being secure, practice being confident. Um, and that comes with what we were just talking about communication within within yourself um and yeah learn who you are i think like i would tell myself to sit down and think more and feel more and you know do you like okay do you want to paint professionally because back then i was painting a lot and i would have i would have like told myself you know like paint more commit to more to it believe you can do that mm -hmm. or if it was photos i would have said like just practice more and read read photo they're like you know you can't really read photo books but like look at photo books or whatever you know like really commit to it and just mm -hmm. and let yourself let yourself commit even when other people are going to school to be whatever dentists you know if like that's what they want to do that doesn't mean that that's what you have to do and mm -hmm. i didn't always understand that not that i wanted to be a dentist but you know what i'm saying like don't compare yourself to others that's a cliche but mm -hmm. but really don't that's dope looking five years then ahead what are some future goals that you have and how do you imagine yourself like getting there man one of the goals is probably a continuation of what i just said learning to be more in tune with myself mm -hmm. i hope that's like an ever growing uh, that's a project for the yeah a project for my whole life um but another one is you know i want to i definitely want to travel more i haven't i've i've traveled a lot but i haven't spent a ton of time outside of the country mm -hmm. you know I, mm -hmm. I would love to travel more do street photography around the world meet new people you know and the thing thing is with that like when you journey somewhere new there's opportunities that you aren't aware of or you you aren't aware of right now but they will pop up yeah so i don't know just be more adventurous um live in other states live in other countries and i don't know just experience the world a little bit yeah for sure like grow your perspective of everything almost in a way. Yeah. I'd love to work on painting again or making movies or whatever mm -hmm. it kind of I fall into slash I fall in love with. So like, yeah, just exploration. How well, about you? Oh, I want to ask you that. Damn. Fuck. I'm the host, bro. Yeah, um, right? Five years, bro. I mean, I hope I'm more in tune with myself and kind of like really understand my wants and desires. I think. You know, that could change, but kind of knowing. Bro, I literally just said that, bro. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying it <laughs> in, a, in a way more silky way, bro. <laughs> yeah, you have a silkier voice, so everything you say sounds sick. No, no but I, sorry, continue. I, I do want to be... I do want to just, like, know everything I want. You know what I mean? Just, like, really find mm -hmm. out, like, these are the things I really want to commit myself to. And then after mm -hmm. that, kind of just, like, really, you know, find the avenues at which I can achieve that in do you think, think in the future you'd do more podcasts as well? I mean, I I think the things I get to do now and being able to do it is because I love it, you know, in this mm -hmm. moment and I get to wake up every day. I love to do it. Who knows what five years what I'll love to do. But okay, for me fair. personally and the way I kind of like to live is just like every day, what do I really want to do? How can I commit myself to the things I want to do? Doing this, I can commit myself to do it because I love to do it. But, you know, even like two years ago, I wanted to do other things. And I was like, I'm not going to. And then mm -hmm. I didn't really love to do it. And it's like going to always be ever growing and changing. But for me, it's just like 
putting my feet into things I really love to do and really care about and seeing where that would basically take me. But I would love to continue a podcast. Like, yeah, you're good at it. I just I'm love- excited to see where you'll be in 30 episodes. Well, I mean, yeah, bro. I love just talking to people like you, just like really get to know you guys. It's like, I take that almost like as my own life lessons, basically, which is really fucking dope, honestly. Definitely. Definitely. It's, just a, it's just a way for me to learn about so much shit that I've always wanted to learn, too. So it's dope. Yep. Um, that's basically all I have. Is there anything like people should look forward to from you? Like anything that, you know, in the future people could see from you? Oh, yeah. I Dude, I want to make a few books before I leave Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on some clothes right now. Um, you want to drop the name? For clothing? Yeah. Uh, man. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know when it's going to come out. And I don't want someone to jack my idea, bro. Don't jack my idea. No, I, I, I'm not fully sure about the names and all that. Um, so I feel like the ones you've told me and I've, I've really liked so far. It really makes sense. And it's like really on brand. Sure. I guess yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So the one that I told you, mm-hmm. I, I'm working on a few because I always, <laughs> I guess I always am working on a few things. So <laughs> the one I'm working on, currently trying to get the design for, which the design down for, which you should help me out, uh, is called. I, Ike's I would Lab. love to help so, you, out, bro. Yeah. Gonna, no. Gonna, yeah. It's we're gonna hang out again and just like sit there and just like do, like random shit. We did that one time. That was really yeah. That was hilarious. That when we did that, it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. You made an awesome design. But um, yeah, I'm making Ike's Film Lab. So growing up, my nickname was always Ike. And I think the origins of my photography come from mm-hmm. um, doing film in my kitchen at my mom's house. So, you know, an Ike's Film Lab um, shirt, pants, whatever it might be, would uh, it would be super fun. It's kind of a nod to the, the beginning of my photography process. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's dope. Um, where can the people find you? Any other last words from you? Yeah, you can find me. Um, you can find me on my Instagram, just my name, Isaac Westberg. Mm-hmm. And then my website, I just put it up if you want to check it out. It's kind of, it's pretty simple, but I, I like it. Boom, right here. I was kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, IsaacWestberg.com. And then I got a shout out. Who should we shout out? Oh. My mom. Shout out your mom. Um, my dad. I'm, I'm going to shout out Rob for putting us in a great position. I'm also right going to shout out my I'm also going to shout out my mom. She just booked her trip to Spain. So that's pretty dope. <gasps> Where's she going? She's going to Barcelona to watch the F1 race. I was about to say, shout out Messi, boy. The oh, shout out Messi, too. Hope he wins the World Cup. Dude, I think after, Argentina all the way. I think when your episode comes out, the World Cup will already be over, though. So hopefully Messi won the World they've Cup. Won. They've already yeah, won. They've already won. It's all right. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much, um, Isaac, for doing this Absolutely. With me, Thanks for doing this, bro. appreciate you, and I will uh, catch you next time. All right. Peace. Okay. Peace. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Once again, I'm your host, Andrew, and I want to thank Isaac for taking the time to speak with me today and to Sam Walner for creating the music you heard on today's episode. If you or any of your friends are curious about how to be a creative in such a business-oriented industry, share with them this episode and use it as a reference that we all have a starting point to grow. You can find me in the shop on Instagram at Andrew Inamoto and at underscore August Shop. And find August Shop located on 414 State Street, Madison, Wisconsin, or on august-shop.com. Once again, thank you for listening to the August Forum.